This week, uh, an interesting story you have <laughs> yeah. to uh, unveil. Yeah, yeah. We were talking a little bit about it, and I guess I guess it would be a good subject. <laughs> so let me let me start off with this way, because because it's something we all do, but it's uh, it's not acceptable in this world anymore. And that is making mistakes. Yeah, nobody wants. If you to make a mistake, that. you're 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 wrong. You're canceled for life. Yeah. So the theme of today's show is mistakes. So yeah, it, go ahead. So it, it's funny it came up because um, I was at Tim's and they clearly fucked up the order. And I was like, um, oh, I'm sorry, I asked for something different. And the response was, no, you didn't. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it caught me by attention. It was like. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I've, I've, you know, I've ordered the same thing every single morning. <laughs> I'm not. If I was weighing this on a scale of the possibility of rightness, I, I think I would be heavy because it's the same thing I always order. Like I'm not gonna go fuck it up. Well, even today. If, if they were there, let's say seven or eight <laughs> times out of ten, you would be there ten times out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like. No, I'm pretty sure I didn't ask for something I've never asked for. So anyway, I was, th- I was going through my day and I started taking note about how many times this actually happens. And it's almost as it like, remember how it was like to get good service at a restaurant where you go to the restaurant and you're like, my God, that was amazing service. It's so rare that it really stands out in your head. So it's become that like that for me too is every time I talk to somebody if that person says oh I'm so sorry I didn't realize that or I made a mistake I'm like oh that's really refreshing like that's really nice to hear it's that bad now and once you become aware of something like that it's like when you buy a car that you've like you know you you buy a brand new car you buy you know brand new to you whatever and all of a sudden everybody has the car like you're driving down the highway and you see Oh my God, there's another RAV4. There's another RAV4. There's another. Jesus, how many people have a RAV4? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I never saw these cars before. So that's how it's been for me. And it made me think, like, why is that? Like, wh- why is it now? Is it, is it just a current problem? Has it always been? Or is this. And I looking at social media and it, it dawned on me that because everyone is portraying this perfection online. And, and let's be honest, most of our interaction with anybody human is online. It's not with our families. It's not with our people at work. It's online. We look at our phones a majority of the time that we're interacting and we're, we're absorbing this information. And so when you look at online and you see someone, no matter what they're doing, photography, they're doing tile, they're baking, they're whatever, you're seeing their projection of what they want you to see, the perfect ideal thing whatever it is they make it look easy and so you feel instantly that if you don't make it look easy you're at that you're shit you're way lower than them and so we've got this influx of young people who think that they need to portray this level of perfection and they need to have accomplished this mastery of whatever it is so in that light (laughs) I've got over 20 years in my in my trade, which is tile. I think most people, it's literally in the title. But I have over 20 years in this trade, and I have developed some pretty good skills uh, when it comes to it. That's taken me a lot of fuck-ups and a lot of disasters. But I want to say something is 
there's a difference between information that you've learned and there's a difference between information that you've heard. So a lot of regurgitation of information is happening. I urge those out there that when you learn something for the first time, don't repeat it. Go through it. Deal with it. Exercise what you've learned through your own experience. And then after several failures, you'll realize what you need to take from that piece of information of what you learned. So I'm going to share a story where I royally fucked up a job. Like, fucked up Friday. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we, should, if we could call it Was it recent? Up, was it a long time ago? So Do you want to say or no? I have so many. Uh, <laughs> 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 do you want, let, let me put it on. Do you want recent or do you, do you want old? It's easier for me to share old stories, obviously, right. because it, just like anybody else. And it's, it's one of those things where, like, like I said, you want to present yourself as, as being, having it all figured out. But I will say this story I like. It's funny. It's hilarious, in my opinion. Maybe you could differ. But um, the, <laughs> the more current stuff, it's not as interesting and intriguing. It's more like, oh, yeah, I guess it's a fuck up, but, it, you know, whatever. So anyway, we'll go into the story. So it, it, it's early on in my career. And I was probably one or two years into it. And my old boss used to, jobs that he didn't want or he didn't have time for, he would recommend me to. And they would be like, you know, a little kitchen countertop or a backsplash or something small and and easy that he thought I could handle. Well, he gets this call from this crazy dude. And I'm actually going to say this guy's name because there's no way he's on social media (laughs) at all. He is in the sticks, but his name was Craig Phillips. And he he was just, just a ball of it. And when I first arrived, he's beat red, like hammered drunk. And he's out in the middle of nowhere. Like he's got horses and he's the one he taught me. He goes, he hands me a, like a bunch of hay and he goes, go feed the horse and make a friend for life. And like that was that was my introduction to Craig Phillips. So he shows me in this little side like nanny unit house that he's that he's kind of slapping together with old barn boards and shit, an island countertop. And back then we had to mud the countertop, so we had to do like sea rails and mix up concrete. It's a ton of work to do it. And I had done all of none by that time <laughs> in my career. So. I had done a couple of countertops, but I had never mudded them and never went through all that work. Well, and he was kind of old school, so he wanted this mud work done. And my boys in California, like, they'll they'll appreciate this one. But I royally fucked up the mud work. Like, it was, like, mountains and everything. And we're supposed to, I'm supposed to tile it with this four-by-four tile. So I mud the whole job. So it wasn't level is what you're saying? No, not at all. It was... Gigantic hump in the middle. The corners weren't square. Like, it was a complete and royal disaster. So I show up the next morning, and he's like, Clan, oh boy, I got, he meets me right at the front gate. And uh, so he meets me right at the front gate, and he's like, Clan, I got to show you something. I'm not happy. So we go down his derp, and I had to park my truck where he met me. So we're going, we go down this long path, this like dirt road by the horses. There's yeah. chickens running around. There's a couple of dogs. We get down to this granny unit, probably, I would say, like a quarter mile down. And he, he's got a level there. And he's rocking the level. <laughs> it's like huge caps. <laughs> I mean, I fucked it up pretty bad. And he had given me like a, I think like a $600 deposit or something. Like It was a really small job. I was way too cheap. 
And if Craig could learn something from this, he should not have hired the cheapest bid. <laughs> but get what you pay for. Yeah, you get what you pay for. But so he gave me this deposit, and it was what I used. To, I had bought a cutter and I bought some tools to to do the job with. And he's like, "This isn't level. There's no way you can fix this." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it. I can grind it down. Like I can do all this stuff." And I'm like, "I sell him on the idea that I can fix this." Which at the time I should have totally fucking walked away. <laughs> so, so he jumps on the phone with my boss, my old, like my mentor guy, like who's, who's teaching me like during the week. It's a Saturday. My boss picks up the phone because he sees his name and he's like, he's like, hey, Donnie, he's like, I got your boy Clint over here. He's fucking this thing way up. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, no, it's okay. Like, Don, I got it. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, I just got to grind the mud work down. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, Don, why don't you come over here and show this kid what the fuck to do? We'll fry up some chickens and we got this thing wrapped up. Right? He's like, so Don's like, I got to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> click. Craig Phillips continues to call him, like, 20 phone calls throughout the day while I'm trying to fix this thing. So I've now I'm started to set tile on a completely uneven on this mountain i've grinded it so now it's got ripples it's just an absolute disaster <coughs> so we get this thing all like like uh start the whole top piece tiled and now none of the corner pieces are matching up the layout was brutal like it just it was it was bad in every way craig comes down after leaving 20 or so voicemails from uh, for don and he comes down and he's like you're out of here buddy like, you're fucking gone. And he's, like, starting to yell. He's like, give me my money back. And I was like, I don't have it. I bought these tools. Yeah, you already <laughs> used it. scared shitless. Yeah. This dude is, like, mean. And he's bright red. It looked like he had went upstairs and, and put down a 2-4. So he's, like, screaming at me at this point. And I'm like, okay, like, I, I just... And he's like, leave the fucking tools. He's like... <laughs> So I was trying to clean up, and he's like, that's my shit. And so I was like, uh, uh, and so I was like, okay, okay I'll be right back. So I grabbed, like, a mixer, like, anything I could think of the most expensive shit. I grab and I start, like, walking out of the out of the thing. And he's now beginning to walk faster and, like, pick up his speed. And he's yelling at me. He's like, I'm going to knock your block off. <laughs> he's getting madder as I'm leaving. And I was like, I'm sorry, Craig. I'm sorry. I can't do the job. <laughs> I jump in my truck and fucking bounce, right? He must have left 50 voicemails. And up until a couple years ago, this was, this was probably like 2001, maybe 2002, something like that. Up until a couple years ago, Don actually saved those voicemails. He had them on a little recorder. No way. And once in a while, he would call me and leave one of the messages oh, on my voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Donnie, this is Craig Phillips. Like, oh, we used to come fry a chicken. Now, did you ever talk to Craig Phillips oh, after no. this moment? No, no, no. Never that was again. it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he probably died a couple years later. Like, oh, on the side Yeah, he was, he was a wreck. He was in a disastrous state. He literally chased you out of the job? Yeah, he chased me, screaming, and you went flying out of the I'm going to knock your block off. So and he I gave was... you, hold on, let's do, let's do the math. So he gave you 600 bucks. Yeah. You bought tools. Yeah. But he kept some of them. Yeah, he kept the tool. He had the cutter. Uh, and so, what was your takeaway for that job? I got I got away? a two hundred dollar mixer. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and I got uh, like probably thirty bucks, forty bucks. Wow. But here's the thing, though. Here's where here's where it's actually bad. Is that I fucked his house up. 
like it, his countertop now needed to be completely removed yeah. and redone. And whoever goes in there, whoever went in there, if anybody did, or if he did it himself or whatever, it would have charged double what I did originally. Cause I think I wanted like 1200 bucks. They probably would have charged him two grand to do the job in the first place. Now they're going to charge him two grand plus a thousand bucks to tear everything out. So he's going to end up having to pay three grand instead of 1200. And that's what it's like. It's funny now, like looking like we laugh about it. And that's kind of why I think this story is a little better because it, it's okay to fuck up. Yeah. It's okay to, to, to go through that stuff, but just really try to learn from it because there's probably two countertops like that that happened in my life that I really royally fucked up. And I look back and I feel bad for it to the point where I've almost wanted to contact the people and say, hey, I'll come back and I'll, do, I'll do something for you. That's yeah. probably long done, but I'll come and do something for it. Or can I give you some money or whatever? Like, because I feel that bad. See, in this case, what's weird is you messed up, but you weren't really given a chance to fix it. Right? Like you yeah. got run out of town <laughs> in the middle of the fix because yeah. you knew it was wrong. Yeah. And you were trying. It's not like you presented it saying, here you go. And it was a piece of garbage. Well, and I think that's probably, yeah, that's a good point. Is right? That's probably what separates the quote unquote hack of their mm -hmm. trade from somebody who's actually intentions. And again, I was a kid. Like the guy has to know at some point, like this, this guy's a young and he gave me a price of half of what probably Don told him like three grand or something ridiculous. And he's like, he's like no chance. So when you left there, like the next day, whatever, was it funny already? Were you feeling guilty? Were you feeling like, what was your, I'm not going to lie. Your state. Don and I laughed about it. Like yeah. probably a week or two later. Like I, I, I well, was in the, uh, in the present. It's funny. Yeah. I was sick. Like when it first yeah. happened because I, I needed money. And for me at the time, like all I could think about was the other 600 that I need coming. And it was like it, 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 it made me sick at first. I mean, it was funny because Don made it for like he made it. The funny part isn't the mistake. It's the character. Yeah. It's like this guy handing you hay yeah. going down this path and boozing it up. Like <laughs> it, it is kind of like a story like out of a yeah, it was TV ridiculous. show or something. But it's funny. I want to go back to what you said earlier. You were talking about how social media is a filtered version, right? Mm. So it's like we take our life as a giant canvas, filter it down, and then project it into social media, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's perfect. And I think what you're hitting on that's interesting is we're trying to do the reverse. We're trying to take that perfect outcome mm -hmm. and make it how you live your life. Yeah. And so you can never... Like I, I always find when you admit a mistake to whoever the person is that's mad about it, they instantly <laughs> decompress. They can't get more angry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I remember once using the strategy whenever I would get shit with my parents is I would just admit whatever it is that I did. Mm -hmm. And then they'd have no comeback. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. You're like, you're right. I screwed that up. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I left you with no car, with no gas in the car again. Mm -hmm. Or I left this thing open and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's a very good story about how for some reason now, it's like to admit a mistake is like the last resort for, for, for your life. It, and totally. And you know, it's funny. It's, it, it coincides and it's no coincidence that mental health is an issue. And if you're constantly, it, it's a lie. 
when you fail to admit that you did something wrong, your brain is internalizing that as a lie. And the more you lie, the more your brain is in turmoil because it's not, it, it has something that it knows is one way and you've now projected it a different way. And when you're constantly saying, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, your brain says, but I know it is. And you're trying to defend yourself and you're trying to say, it's no coincidence that when your brain is that much in turmoil and it's constantly conflicted, that you stress and that comes out in all kinds of physical ways. All right, guys, thanks for stopping in. As always, this has been the Tile Free Podcast, and this is shit that I wish I heard when I was young. Like, subscribe, follow YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. You know where to go. DM me with any questions or subjects that you want me to talk about. I'd be more than happy to indulge you. Once again, this has been the Tile Free Podcast, and now it is time for me to get back to work.